0: Welcome to the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest poultry nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Anatox, partnering with the world's food producers to develop and deliver innovative programs to efficiently produce safer food. Cargill works with poultry producers to drive customer profitability by being a leader in applied nutrition. Carrie, Proven on the farm, trusted on the plate. Kerry is where technology is made. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. I'm Kelly Walmsley, your host, and I'm joined again today with Dr. Birger Svihus from Norwegian University of Life Sciences. Thank you so much for joining us again today.
1: Pleasure, my pleasure.
0: Um, So this is a second edition of our podcast. Um, We got into talking about particle size of feed, um, the overall particle size of feed, and we were looking more at the macro structure. Um, And um, you brought up a great point whenever we were talking and saying that the macro structure is, is important. But the microstructure of the pellet is also very important. So can you want to elaborate on that just a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's it's very clear now, and there's been enormous amounts of research during the last 30 years, I would say, where really it has been, been, the, the, it's, it's become clear that uh, uh, birds need uh, structure elements, uh, the gizzard needs something to work on. And um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, when we were, the poultry industry, at least the broiler industry, came quite late. I mean, uh, you guys, uh, the Americans, you you invented the modern broiler chicken and and created a massive industry, a wonderful, successful industry. Uh, But uh, in the beginning, we kind of copied the... The principles of processing feed from swine, uh, from swine nutrition. And in swine, it is important to grind the uh, cereals very finely because they don't chew uh, the seeds very carefully, they get the pigs. And then uh, so we thought, well, do it with, with poultry too. But then it was uh, realized that, uh, in fact, uh, uh, and particularly in this uh, the environment, we keep the birds, there isn't really any enough structural elements in the environment that will stimulate the gizzard development. And uh, what happens is that uh, uh, the gizzard, fails to develop is like you know if we go to the gym and exercise our muscles grow and it's the same with the gizzard if it's have to contract you know the grinding is taking place in the gizzard and a, a, a well functioning gizzard is extremely effective you have this sandpaper like uh, uh, inside and you know wraps the material to a very fine grinding but it needs to be stimulated uh, in fact uh, uh, it was then shown that by stimulating the gizzard by including, for example, coarse cereal particles, instead of finely ground cells, uh, the gizzard was able to uh, exert its function better. I mean- And
0: so, if I can interrupt you for one second, I'm sorry. Yes. So what do you think, so when you say coarse versus spine, what are the kind of ranges that you're looking at?
1: well i think uh, hard to tell i mean but at least larger than one millimeter but maybe in, at the moment i'm kind of thinking perhaps i mean a significant amount should be larger than two millimeter i think i think we should have some really coarse i, I actually have made my uh, rule of thumb but it's uh it's very uh, preliminary because it is hard to pinpoint uh, by looking at literature but i would say 40 percent of the microstructure are of a broiler diet should be larger than one millimeter.
0: Okay. So 40% of
1: the particles, the pellicle system should be more than one, of which 20% should be larger than two. Uh, that's kind of uh, what I, I think is good. And it's not it's not easy to achieve that. That is the thing, particularly perhaps with, with maize diets, because they are usually very easily ground to very fine material.
0: Especially if, the, if it's dry, right? <laughs>
1: Especially if it's dry. And yeah, and anyway, unless you use a very large holes in the hammer mill or you use a roller mill, which is also a very good alternative. So uh, I would say that uh, uh, you, you, it is very difficult. And when you pellet, you grind it further down. That is what many people are not thinking about. That's why when we talked in the last episode of of uh, if you increase the diameter of the hole, you actually preserve more of the large particles. But anyway, the grinding is significant in the pellet press. So do you
0: uh, think we have a good handle on the that? Um of how the magnitude of the impact of what happens in the pelleting process to grind the the microstructure of the pellet, of the ingredients in the pellet.
1: Well, at least we need to be aware of that, uh, you know, the the microstructure of the diet is not uh, a result of the grinding in the hammer mill or roller mill only but it's also an effect of the grinding in the pellet press. And then adjustments in the pellet press will actually affect the grinding. For example, the distance between the roll and the die. So there are things there. And of course, as I talked about, the the, the diameter of the roll and the pellet die. So there are things you can do in the pelleting process to reduce uh, harm. Because we want the gizzard to... I mean, uh, it's good to have coarse uh, structures. And we've seen that, in fact, when you, you have more coarsely ground cereal particles or feed particles, in fact, the amount of very finely ground particles in the small intestine increases. It's because it's the coarse particles stimulate the gizzard to develop. And a well functioning gizzard is a better grinder than any. Uh, mill in the feed factory. So, as uh, you so we stimulate the gizzard, and actually, will end result is actually more fine grinding by more coarse particles in the diet. And of course, at the same time, we save money. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's cheaper to grind more coarsely and it's quicker.
0: Yeah. And then, and then the absorption is greater, right? Yeah, um, yeah
1: absolutely. Exactly. So fine. It is good. It is good. The finer the particles are in the small intestine, the better, because the easier, the quicker they will digest. And, you know, the broiler chicken is really in a hurry because it has a very high, I mean, extremely high uh, digestion. I mean, a high requirement to absorb a lot of nutrients in a rather short time.
0: You know, one of the criticisms early on about um, kind of going to a coarser grind, just in general, um, was that the gizzard was going to be working a lot harder. And so then energy is partitioned towards, you know, breaking down feed. And so... um, but the data, I mean, regardless, that, I mean, that's a that's a true concern. But then the the payoff in the long run, as you said, is that you're getting smaller particle sizes in the small intestine and then increased digestibility, Um Exactly. Yeah,
1: and uh, people have been trying to quantify that extra energy, and I, I, I can't recall my top of my head exactly how much it is. But uh, I think that you know, when you look at feed per gain, that is improving and so forth. I mean that the the proof is in the pudding, right? So uh, I mean, uh, feed per gain is kind of the final lancer commercially, at least. And when you so many times observed an improvement in feed feed efficiency. Uh, that indicates that the benefits are higher than the costs. Sure.
0: So where do you think we're at in understanding? I mean, you you kind of went through a little bit of some preliminary um, ideas that you have or your hypothesis on what that breakdown needs to be on the microstructure of the ingredients that make up the pellet. Um, where do you think we are in terms of being able to kind of get to the optimal um, levels?
1: Nice. Well I first of all, it's definitely that we, we've been going quite a, a long way. I think I mean there's a lot of uh, awareness of this now. Uh, I think I think in most most parts of the world, which is very very good. but at the same time, you know there is there is a challenge in how do we grind coarsely enough? <laughs> it is actually a challenge. and there is a worry and a, 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 a legitimate worry. Uh, which is that uh, if you gr- have a very coarse grinding, you will have a poor pellet durability. Uh, but I think, it seems to me, when I l- my look at the experiments that have been carried out comparing coarse and fine grind, looking at pellet durability and such things, seems that that, is a, that uh, aspect is not as important as we maybe think. Uh, it seems like it's not necessarily so that the coarser grinding will result in a poor pellet durability. Besides, we have to remember that when the pellet consists of coarser particles, if the pe- pellet breaks apart, it will break apart into s- larger particles. So uh, there is some, you know, the negative effect may not be that high.
0: Ready for more sustainable poultry production? New data suggests that decreasing bacterial loads in feed using Termin-8 supports enteric health, leading to improved performance. Gut health is more than a gut instinct. Learn more today at www.anatox.com. Yeah, but thank you so much for your time, Dr. Sidihus, and um, we look forward to um, seeing more research um, in this area and um, maybe follow back up.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation again.
0: Thanks. And uh, we'll listen, hopefully join in on the next uh, Poultry Nutrition Black Belt podcast soon. Thank you all for joining us. Bye.
1: Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. And if you have a poultry nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it and share it with us, feel free to email the research link, uh, the paper where we can find it. For the abstract to hello at wisenetics.com. That's hello at wisenetics.com. And I look forward to hearing from you.